Hey, this is Brian Sikansky with Mindset Copy, and if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. Thank you for listening in. As we always say here at Time to Shine Today, we don't want anyone to feel like they have no one. And today I get to bring on a good friend of mine, Brian Sikansky from Mindset Copy. Uh, this guy worked on Wall Street, uh, just making some bank, just really wasn't feeling it. And now he's one of the top coach to coaches out there. He's going to tell us about learning to tell your story, no matter how big or small it is, uh, how you can really niche in to the people that you want to coach. And also practicing improv has really helped Brian level up his life. So without further ado... Here is Brian Sikansky from Mindset Copy. Hey, 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 time to shine. Today, Varsity Podcast Squad, it's Scott Ferguson, and you are here to get your mind blown with a ton of knowledge nuggets from my friend Brian Sikansky from MindsetCopy.com. Uh, this gentleman is... For over a decade, there's a doubt in his voice that ran his life. It got so bad that he started avoiding situations of environments where the voice would be the loudest. Over time, he realized the huge impact that voice had in holding him back from living his life. What changed for him was learning that he wasn't alone. He started reading stories and hearing podcasts of others held back by the limiting voices in their heads. It led him to a huge light bulb. Long time reading of helping books, hiring a mindset coach, which changed everything for him. He left his very lucrative career on Wall Street that he never really enjoyed anyways, and finally discovered a life he'd always wanted. That path pointed Brian towards a career in direct response copywriting, a field where he could help mindset coaches connect with their dreams, clients online so they can experience the same breakthroughs that he did. And I know that probably 20% of my listeners out there, my varsity squad, are coaches. So listen to the knowledge that Brian's about to drop on you. So Brian, if you could introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast squad. But first, what is your favorite color and why? Yeah, I got to feel like, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Glad to meet you. Uh, I think uh, for me, it was always uh, it was always the cover color um, red because I always thought that was kind of my high school football uh, uniform color. So I always go back to kind of those high school football days and uh, kind of just running around and having a lot of fun. Um, so just kind of resonates in terms of those memories and, and those experiences. So that's uh, kind of the connection there with that color. This isn't on video, but Brian's pretty well put together. You can tell he played some ball back in his day, if you didn't see him. So, well, anyways, welcome to the show, brother. Tell us, let's go back to this Wall Street working, kind of an origin story that kind of brought you forward and elaborate on the introduction that I just gave you, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, I always worked in, you know, I think growing up, I always had, you know, going back to some of those limiting beliefs, uh, I'm an introvert by nature, uh, and I always kind of view that introvert um, – I always viewed being an introvert as kind of uh, something that really held me back. So if you're not out there, you're not, uh, you know, uh, well-spoken and you're not talking a lot, I always viewed that as, okay, I'm, I'm a step behind here. So uh, when I came out of school, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I kind of had to get over this. I always viewed as being an introvert as something that you need to get over. 
Uh, so I went right into kind of the, the place that would kind of make me the most uncomfortable, which was uh, sales every day, getting in front of people, uh, talking about uh, different investments, talking about the retirement portfolios. Um, you know, and as it went along, I, I did pretty, you know, I got to the point where I was doing really well, you know, got over some of that uh, feeling of being uncomfortable. Uh, but the whole time, I, I kind of knew that it wasn't the right fit for me. I kind of went into it for for the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, it paid pretty well, and and it, you know, it, it kind of improved my skills. But I knew it wasn't uh, a direct fit uh, for what I was, you know, what I had a passion for and what my purpose was. And it just took a long time to kind of find that next step. Gotcha. What was that aha moment that that made it happen? I think it was just a series of kind of going probably for about four or five years, kind of trying out different ideas, seeing what was out there. And I think for me, it was kind of recognizing that I could use some of those scale skills that I, I that I used uh, and I could work with businesses to uh, kind of accelerate their, their, their sales, their progress in a more uh, impactful way and kind of sitting down with them, figuring out what their message is, finding out what their story is and uh, making them less of a commodity. Uh, making them less, uh, you know, making them more differentiated from all the other competitors that are out there. I think a lot of coaches and businesses feel like they're a commodity. And I think one of the, the you know, one of my main superpowers is kind of bringing forth like, you know, actually you, ha- you have a story to tell that's differentiated. You have a unique perspective that the market appreciates if you're able to uh, kind of tell it and share it, which, you know, if you're telling your own story, that's uh, I think in my own respect, it's, it's tough to tell your own story. It's, sure. it's actually very easy to tell somebody else's story. So that um, it makes it really easy to, um, to do it from an outside perspective. Isn't that the truth? But isn't that funny that when you're telling somebody else's story, it's really your story in almost a sense. It's like you're almost living like I wrote my book. And it was like, I was almost living through the character because I wrote a business parable that was living through the character that's there. And a lot of the coaches, I'm sure maybe you could agree or disagree, but a lot of them are actually living through other people instead of like projecting themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you hear somebody kind of tell their story and you're kind of like picking up on like, wow, this really resonates with me. This is something that, um, and, and for me, I think the, one of the aha moments for me was like, I had a mentor, it basically said, sit down and think about those stories that you find mo- most uncomfortable to tell, like those stories that you don't want anybody else to hear. Like you need to write out those four or five stories. And if you release those to the public, you're going to find that those are the stories that you get the most engagement from. So think about that moment where you're the most scared, the most terrified. Think about an embarrassing moment that you had. Uh, sure. I actually went through that exercise. It was probably three or four years ago. I went through that exercise, posted that stuff on social media, and you wouldn't believe kind of the response that I got. It was it was people basically from high school twenty years that I hadn't talked to in twenty years, right. reaching out and saying, you know, uh, I saw your post and I just wanted to reach out and, and have yeah. a conversation. So it's, <laughs> it's crazy how some of that stuff that you're you don't want anybody else to to um, uh, know about, or mm-hmm. those thoughts thoughts in your head that. You're just like nobody else has these thoughts, right? You know, they they completely connect with that, and and you kind of connect with them at a deeper level. Yeah, and I can't wait till you write a book because I actually was on your Facebook, and I think it might be your daughter that you wrote a nice long post about, and it's like, man, you, your writing actually flows, and man, be engaged and like really feeling it, man. That that's awesome. So, Brian, what did your family? think about you kind of walking away from a wall street career where you're getting that paycheck to start this company. Can you share with that? If you don't mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. They, they, uh, I think they, they continue to, and I think at the time thought it was crazy, kind of like he's, he's like having, you know, he's like having a midlife crisis or something, and I'll finally come back and I'll put together a resume and he'll finally find his way back to, um, you know, the, the regular nine to five. I think I, I always grew up in a, a family that, you know, the only path was kind of working in nine to five for, you know, 30 years and then you retire and then, uh, you find, you know, you do a lot more traveling and things like that. So it was, it was, being an entrepreneur within a family where I've only had, you know, my uncle owns his own company, but outside of that, everybody kind of follows that, that standard format. So I think definitely operating outside the norm of what they would expect or, or, you know, how you earn money. So I think it's, it's been a, you know, it's been a challenge and I think an opportunity for me just to kind of change that mindset. And I've, I've kind of had to change my own mindset as well about how I can go out there in the world and, and sell my own personal brand and not have, you know, kind of a corporate um, flag behind you. Um, Love it. Supporting you. So. so what do you feel makes a great coach? Cause basically you're a coach of a coach, right? Yeah. So you get, you you bring in these, these, these coaches that are charging some of them low ticket, some of them high ticket, you know, um, appearance fees, book writing, whatnot, who comes into you. What do you think makes a great coach of a coach? Is there a secret spot secret sauce, excuse me, that you think that you're finding that finds their blind spot where you would be needed? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the first thing that always have those first conversations is every coach um, tries to uh, market their service to absolutely everybody. So they feel like if they're not, if they're not selling their services to everybody, they're missing a, a chunk of business that they might not always have. So I think the first, the first step for me is really kind of narrowing down, like, who do you actually want to work with? Who do you want to face off with on a day-to-day basis and kind of convincing them that they have that opportunity. Like you don't have to, you don't have to let allow the market to, um, you know, put those customers in front of her. You can kind of narrow down your market, uh, figure out what the message is that resonates the most with them and uh, get business. And that's the best way to get business because you're, you're speaking directly to the thoughts in their head, their outcomes that they're looking for. Um, that, that you go along. And I think one of the things that I always talk about with coaches is you're actually not selling your coaching services. You're, you're selling those outcomes that your prospects want the most. So think about those outcomes that they want. You know, the, the, the entire process of going through coaching isn't, isn't the most enjoyable um, thing for a prospect, but getting to that outcome that they want the most quickly and easily as, as they can, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing that they want the most. So you have to kind of think about that in your marketing, but also how you kind of sell your services so, as well. So you're asking powerful questions to help them really niche in or niche in to what their ideal avatar of a client would be then. Then then kind of go and market after that. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's a scary thing for a lot of people because sure. they're they're worried about like, okay, if I if I throw out a message out there and it doesn't resonate, like where where does that leave me? Do I have to kind of start from square one and and kind of expand my market? But I think you have to kind of realize that every success, every fortune 500 company starts by kind of niching down like Nike and Starbucks. They all started by um, finding kind of their, their, you know, the, those, you know, 1000, uh, you know, raving fans that they have like Starbucks, sure. Starbucks started as selling coffee beans to people in Seattle right. before they started you know, even serving coffee. Right. Yeah, exactly. They didn't even serve coffee. They didn't have those coffee shops to, to do that. So they, they started out with like a hundred people and they made those people really happy. They found out what their pain points were. They right. found out what the outcomes they were and they kind of just expanded that base. Same thing with Nike. They started out by 
serving showing up at track meets and stuff right starting out with track meets like (laughs) college runners and uh over time they expanded into basketball you know like they they got there was referrals from that initial base and that's how they slowly built it over time they didn't they didn't you know go straight from um uh selling sneakers out of his out of his uh (laughs) you know you know he started by selling out of his like um childhood uh you know uh, car yeah phil knight bedroom yeah. And, you know, so th- there was kind of the ribbon was the name of their first company, I think. Yeah. Blue yeah. Ribbon, yeah. yeah. That's excellent. Hey, so if I'm at a networking event, I'm pressing some flesh. Well, we're not doing it right now, folks, because we're like in day 598 <laughs> of our, you know, quarantine. But if I'm at a networking event, pressing flesh, meeting some people, and I'm hearing some talk, you know, how will I know if someone, what, what's the key words to hear that someone be a good contact prospect or connection that I would want to introduce to you? What am I hearing? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's kind of twofold. It's, it's uh, coaches that are, especially in this environment where in-person, in-person meetings aren't possible and they're thinking about their online space and saying, how do I even do this? Like, do I have to post uh, on social media every single day to kind of get in front of my audience? Uh, so that's kind of one, one set that, that kind of is dependent on that in-person um, you know, meetings at this point, and they're looking at this environment and saying, what am I going to do now? Uh, and then the other side is like those, those coaches that kind of have everything dialed in They're They have their calendar pretty much full. Um, but they just don't have a lot of time to focus on what they know they have to market their business. They know they have to see uh, further growth, but they just don't have time in their calendar uh, right now. And that's where I kind of come in, uh, introduce some, uh, some automation, some marketing automation that's going to help out their business, but also kind of take some of that stuff off their plate, uh, whether it's email marketing or online ads to, um, you know, make their life a little bit easier, uh, put in those investments that's going to get in front of their audience uh, that's going to resonate the most. Beautiful, beautiful. So people that really are kind of lost in their growth in a sense that may need that direction to really niche in. Beautiful. Hey, Brian, if let, let's get in our DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Brian. And you could talk to him right now. What would you tell him? Yeah, I think for me, it's just like, uh, don't, don't be so focused on, on those kind of material things. Like I was, I was always worried about uh, how much money I was going to make and how much, you know, like kind of associating like how much money you make and how much of a worth, worth of a person that you are. So kind of connecting that, like if, if I'm going to be successful, it's cause I'm, I'm making, you know, six figures, seven figures, whatever it is. And right. kind of recognizing that that stuff uh, doesn't really matter as much that, that, you know, if you kind of, uh, if you set up your approach and, and kind of go through life in the right way, uh, a lot of that stuff will come back to you uh, even without kind of focusing on it. So that's kind of how I set up my business where, I'm trying to deliver value as much as possible and not worrying as much about, okay, I need X number of clients this week and, and things like that. So I think just being a little less hyper-focused on, you know, kind of the, the thing, you know, like how big my house was, you know, like what car I drive and, and you know, what. Focus more on serving what, others. Yeah. Just like that, that connection, I think is one of what I was really missing for a long period of time, kind of building those relationships, engaging with people and, and knowing that those connections are really going to push me towards the direction that uh, I need to. And, and kind of throwing out ideas along the way will help me find that, that, you know, that, that thing that I want the most or that, that uh, career or that focus that I really wanted by just taking action and moving towards that will kind of get you towards that path that you're looking for. Love it. I think you'd actually listen. <laughs> I know that I probably would if you came back. Um, you're, okay, you, you're dealing with a lot of coaches, and coaches, 
I deal with them too. We, we talked off, off air coaches. A lot of them have egos and they're, I'm, I'm sure that they're not ready to share with you when they first meet you. They don't want to be fully transparent because they're hiding behind that veil. Is there any good question that you wish the coach would ask you, but never do? Uh, I think for, I don't know. I, I think for me, those kind of initial conversations come to just kind of like talking things out. So I think for, sure. for me, it's just kind of like, you know, maybe it's, I think it goes back to your kind of original question where maybe it's just kind of having a conversation where they, they ask the question about my story and in me telling my story, I think that kind of helps them allow, allows them to kind of open up as well. And I think that's what I found the more, yeah. It kind of goes back to I'm I'm a big uh, improv uh, fan, so it's kind of like the you got to listen to my last episode. I just yeah, yeah. posted it. Yeah, I just saw that uh, yeah. today. So I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of like if you 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 have to give a little bit of information to get some back, and I think sure. that's what I found is is if you're if you can be vulnerable and open with people, they're right. going to reciprocate in that way, and I think that's that's a great way to do it, just because you you have to kind of show people that it's kind of a safe space for them to, you know, be in that they can right. kind of share some of those deepest thoughts, but you have to be able to kind of um, share those, those deepest thoughts that you've had, those scary kind of, uh, you know, uncomfortable moments to, to let people know that, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go against you here. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going right. to uh, throw that, uh, that, throw that back in your face. So I love it. That, that's great. You actually listen. Cause it's funny. The, the coaches, like I, I wish people just asked me, look, what's your story? And when I bring them on, they're kind of interviewing me, you know, like, what's your story? How, how did you get to where you think that you are qualified to coach me? You know? So like, I never get asked that. It, it's weird. You almost have to tell them and then you sound like you're bragging, but that's yeah. the one thing that I'll ask you. Be like, what makes you qualified? So that comes from being in 20 years of real estate, being asked, yeah. well, why should you be my realtor? <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> I get it. But all right. So, Let's take your cell phone, computer, laptop out of it. What's three things that Brian can't live without? Uh, I think for me is number one, being a dad. Uh, I think, you know, being, uh, I've got uh, two little ones, a three-year-old, three-year-old and a one-year-old, which obviously in this lockdown environment, uh, you know, presents its uh, challenges. Um, uh, I think the other one is kind of number two, like what we talked about, kind of that connection, uh, building relationships over time, uh, you know, always going out and, uh, you know, having engaging conversations, meeting new people, finding out what their stories is. Um, I kind of, I kind of live on that, uh, every single day. And I think the third thing is like, uh, you know, finding those, you know, always doing new, you know, finding new opportunities to do something new where I can kind of make myself uncomfortable. Um, so I I think a lot of that kind of goes back to improv. So, I took improv and then the next step was kind of musical improv. So I was always really uncomfortable with singing. Not, not because it was really just because I never really had a lot of experience. I always kind of viewed myself as, you know, either you're a good singer, you're a bad singer, or, you know, there's not really any, you know, too much in between. So doing musical improv was like one of those things where I was like highly uncomfortable for a period of time. And then when I went through it's, it's become one of my, you know, most, you know, favorite things to, to do. And nice. that was, that's kind of the gist there. So yeah, kind of, I'm kind of sucked into the improv thing too. I, I absolutely love it. It's changed so many things for me. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So what is your definition of life well lived? Uh, I think for me, it's just like uh, having an impact on people's lives. Uh, I think that that means different things to different people, uh, obviously. Uh, but I think it's, um, 
again, going back to kind of the relationships that you form, the connections that you've had, and, and kind of finding your own perspective uh, in terms of how you can have that impact. Uh, and for, again, for people that that might be just helping others uh, in terms of community service, it might be uh, having an impact through your career, but kind of just finding what that means to you. And, and uh, for me, it's just uh, being able to kind of help, um, you know, mindset coaches find that, uh, find, find their kind of true uh, dream clients and being able to kind of have that impact. And for me, being able to see that, that people's actual lives are being changed is, is something that, um, and for them to kind of avoid a lot of the things that I went through and, and kind of get through that in a faster period of time is, is pretty meaningful for me. I love it. I love that. So yeah, love that impact. That's a total go, go giver right there. So let's, let's, we're going to move into our uh, level up lightning round. You got like five to seven seconds to answer these. Don't elaborate. You and I could talk for 30, 40 minutes on each one of these. But we're going to roll through these with our lightning round. You ready, Brian? Absolutely. Awesome. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, I think it's for me, it's, it's uh, surrendering to those opportunities that come in front of you. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, I drink a, uh, a 16 ounce uh, fruit smoothie every morning. Really? Beautiful. <laughs> Other than your website, mindsetcopy.com, and of course, time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. What's another website that you like to level up and go to? I've, in the last week, I've used an application called Toggle, which allows you to kind of look at your time frame and, and kind of see where you're putting your time, which That's awesome. is very important. Yeah. So, not the flavor of the week book, not the flavor of the month. What's your go-to book? Uh, the one I read uh, recently is called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Okay. Uh, so is that it, your favorite book? Uh, I think for one of the favorite books uh, kind of goes back to, it, it's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I think it goes oh, yeah. back to- wrote The Daily of, Stoic. I read it yeah, every single yeah, yeah. day. So love that. I, lo- I love all of his stuff. And I think a lot of that stuff kind of in, in, in the time that I read it and, and I think to the time now, it, it kind of has gotten me to the point where being an entrepreneur and kind of getting through, obviously being an entrepreneur and a business owner, you always sure. have those obstacles that come through almost on a weekly or daily basis and right. not being able to- being able to kind of manage through them and finding solutions for that and not being knocked down by them and actually just actually anticipating them and, and saying, uh, bring it on a little bit, uh, okay. has been kind of key to my mindset and, and finding some success. So your favorite charity or organization you like to contribute your time and or money to? Uh, I think for me, it's uh, St. Jude kind of goes back to, go. um, yeah, children. The, the, yeah, children. So awesome. Okay. I'm going to ask this. I've been throwing this in because of our COVID situation right now. If you could go anywhere right now, where would you go? Make it quick. It has to be top of your head. Uh, I would go to uh, Mallorca. So just get some get some beach time in, get no, some I'll sunshine. Love it. Last question. What is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? I love the, love the 90s. Love, love what they're putting <laughs> out there. Awesome, brother. Awesome. So leave our Time to Shine Today squad with one last knowledge nugget you want them to take with them. Yeah, I think it's realizing that you you have your in your story you have a lot of things that uh, people need to hear, and you have to realize that there's a lot of value in your story. And if you can kind of share those uncomfortable moments and and some of those key moments, they don't have to be life changing moments. Some of those smaller moments are really what people need to hear. And if you put those out there, you'll find your tribe that really resonates with what you're doing, and and they'll 
they'll um, they'll they'll come and find you. Love it. All right, what where can we find you, Brian? Uh, so for me, the the two two main ones are, are Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. So obviously, just Brian Sikansky uh, for each of those, um, and and the website is mindsetcopy.com. Love it that you got that URL. That's that's solid. That's a solid get right there. Awesome, awesome. So squad, we've just got dropped some serious knowledge nuggets on us by my friend Brian Sikansky. He believes in making an impact on people's lives. Share the small moments with your tribe if you're a coach out there, because believe it or not, those a lot of times will matter the most. And then find your most uncomfortable story to tell and share it because people want to hear it. All right. So Brian is very humble. He's very hungry. He levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. And Brian, we're so stoked that you took your time and came on and talked to the Time to Shine squad. And now you're part of us now, so you can't get rid of us. I appreciate it, Scott. Have a great day, brother. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.